Hey everyone, Cody here. Before the episode starts, I just want to make sure that everyone is aware that there are some heavy spoilers in this episode for both Spider-Man No Way Home and the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. So if you haven't seen either of those and you want to go into them spoiler free, this is your warning. It's about to get real. So I'm going to give you a second. Okay. Let's start the episode. We're cutting this. Are you excited for Kingpin and Hawkeye? <laughs> no, because I know there's only one episode left, and I don't feel like there's enough time to do anything with it. But he's we're probably the best villain, one of the best villains there is, and there's no way they're gonna let him do what he did in Netflix that made him so great. We'll see. We'll see if he's Dude, allowed he around. He slammed any a dude's head doors. in a car door. This isn't going in the podcast, Matt. You don't have to keep going. So we're going to pick up from what you I'm think. I'm being censored. It's just that we already are jumping all over the place. And it's just like, it just, okay. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to let, I don't think they're going to let Kingpin slam someone's head into a car. But Cody, it's like, we're, we're they cutting do some this brutal out. There's things. There's no point in Oh you. my God. Okay, go ahead. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we'll be swinging into the newest Marvel movie, Spider-Man No Way Home, and that's all we're talking about today, because it was a big movie. So without further ado, let's run that back. So typically this is the part where we would talk about what we've been watching but today I feel like there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Spider-Man No Way Home and so I kind of just want to jump right into that before we do if you're listening to this and you have not seen this movie yes turn it off go to a movie theater and see this movie in a theater he's right because like there's a lot of people that think oh you know it doesn't really matter to me there are some movies that you deserve to go into spoiler free and this is one of them that i to be honest can't even believe i made it to saturday spoiler free but thank god that i did um so yeah so the movie Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, It's the third Spider-Man movie in the MCU Spider-Man series. It was directed by John Watts, who's now the first director to do a full trilogy of Marvel movies. And then just Uh, moving on to another Marvel movie. Yeah, and then he's going to Fantastic Four, right? And it's written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. And it's starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, Jacob Batalon, Marissa Tomei, Benedict Cumberbatch, if you haven't stopped listening and you haven't seen it, I am now about to say some people that are in it, and you should go see the movie first. So, it's also... Alfred Molina's in the trailer. Yes, it's also starring Willem Dafoe, Jamie Foxx, among others. It's really Willem Dafoe to me that was the biggest shocker. Shocker wasn't in it. Shocker wasn't in it, though. He was in the first, he was in Homecoming, but 
Oh, we'll get into it, but Willem Dafoe, okay. <laughs> All right, well, that'll be later. <laughs> so so what, what happened in this movie? Well, I'll tell you this. I have like a page and two-thirds of what happened in this movie. So, Matt, I don't know if you need to get up and go get water or anything, but I really wrote a lot. So he's got his orange juice. Oh, is it beer? Is it sweet tea? Our listeners may never know. It's beer. It's got an orange. orange it's orange juice, beer, and sweet tea all mixed together. <laughs> all right. So what happened? Well, Mysterio made everyone think that Spider-Man killed him at the end of the last movie, and we're picking up right then. He also revealed to everyone that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And so now everyone hates Peter Parker, Spider-Man, because they think he's a murderer. Peter gets a lawyer to help him drop the charges, and that lawyer is Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. Does not necessarily uh, need to be in the episode synopsis. You don't think so? It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I know. I have a lot like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome to see him. Due to the accusations, Peter, Ned, and MJ all get rejected from the colleges they apply to, and in order to fix everything... Yeah, well, they applied to other ones, but they wanted (laughs) MIT because Tony Stark went there probably. In order to fix everything, Peter goes to Doctor Strange to make everyone forget he's Spider-Man. And as Doctor Strange casts the spell, Peter keeps asking him to make alterations. Like, wait, uh, May should remember I'm Spider-Man. Wait, Mary Jane should remember I'm Spider-Man, so on and so forth. Uh, Because of this, the spell gets ruined. Yeah, well, I mean, she's still MJ. Oh, I said Mary Jane, didn't I? (laughs) Michelle Jones, you're right. (laughs) Because of this, the spell gets ruined, and every person that knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man from everywhere across the multiverse begins coming into the MCU universe. That's what it said. That's what they said. That's what the movie said, is that everyone... That's what was happening, whether or not we saw everyone. But either way... Again, you're, I mean, that that was not needed in the synopsis. Uh, so that includes Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, all of them from the Tobey Maguire films, Lizard and Electro from the Andrew Garfield films. Uh, Doctor Strange wants to wrangle all of them up and send them back. And Peter's fine with that, but Aunt May suggests helping them with their issues after she meets Norman Osborn. And once Peter learns that all the villains will be sent back to their deaths, he decides to do what May wants. Uh, Spider-Man locks Doctor Strange in the mirror dimension and gets to work. As Peter is curing the villains, Norman's Green Goblin persona comes out and all hell breaks loose. All the villains escape and Green Goblin stabs Aunt May with his glider. After Green Goblin flies away... Peter says he shouldn't have tried to help them, to which May replies, no. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. And after giving Peter this important wisdom, Aunt May dies. And it ripped my heart right out. It was terrible. And I never want to have to watch that again, but of course I will. Meanwhile, Ned and MJ use Doctor Strange's ring that Peter stole from him to open a portal to find Peter Parker because they were separated, but they instead find Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. They try again and find Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, 
both other Peters with Ned and MJ find Tom Holland Peter Parker and talk about their own tragedies before coming up with a plan. Working together, they cure every single villain before sending them back, but the fight damages Doctor Strange's spell even more and opens full-on rifts to the multiverse. Peter realizes all he can do is make Doctor Strange complete the original spell. Doctor Strange does it, and it makes everyone across the multiverse and every person Peter's ever known forget he exists. Peter then visits MJ and Ned, but after seeing how safe and happy they are, he leaves them alone without reintroducing himself. Peter makes himself a new suit and swings out into New York, about to begin a new chapter. So that's what happened. Pretty much. It's, it's, you said too much, and at the same time, you did not include enough. Yep. And so hopefully you guys stopped listening if you hadn't seen the movie, but <laughs> otherwise, I guess you're here now. Um, okay, so... so I- yeah, go ahead. I, I guess, well, I'm you know, initial with, thoughts, initial thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm struggling with how I want to do this. Do Should we start with the negatives? Because there's so many more positives, and I feel like yes. we're going to just go and go and go. Yes. Or should we and, just jump right in, and then I feel like if we do the negatives first, then we can go out on a high note. I agree. But before we do anything, just tell me, did you like the movie, Matt? I loved the movie. Yeah, so did I. I just, before we get into anything, I'm just going to let everyone know up front, you know, as I said, Aunt May tragically died in the movie, and right before she did, she said those all-important words. I was Which, I was sobbing. I, I just want to say, I was crying, okay? And from that moment to the end of the movie, I probably cried like 15 times. I, cr- I like, cried quite a bit in this movie. I, 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 yes. cried, I cried a bit in Endgame. Yes. I think I cried more in this movie. Right, because because at that point I was already emotional now, and so then any little thing, like like Andrew Garfield showing up and people in the audience cheering, no. I'm crying. <laughs> I, the range of emotions that I went through in such a small yes. amount of time when yeah. MJ fell off of the Statue of Liberty. Yes. And I MJ, was like, "Are you serious? Yes. Are they freaking doing this?" Yes. And then when Andrew Garfield caught hit, caught her, Yep. And the look on his face. Right. When she and asked, are you okay? Yes, he Ugh. said, are you okay? Because he just saved her. And she looks back at him and says, are you okay? And it's crazy because, I mean. The range of emotions on yes. his face in a split yes. second. It's so, the yes. guy. I know. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We loved this fucking movie, guys. <laughs> so what were the things that were not so good about the movie, Matt? I... This, have two things. The spell makes no sense. Okay. Okay. Are you referring to even at the end of the movie? Or are you just saying, like, the no. whole point of it is flawed? The whole point of it is flawed. Like, I get it. Like, you you screwed it up. And now all the people who know who Peter is are coming back. But really, it's right. not all the people who know who Peter is. It's only the villains from prior movies. It's not... That we see. Where was where was MJ? Where was Gwen Stacy? We didn't see her. She was some, maybe she was somewhere else, elsewhere, walking around, confused. Electro never knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. That's a good point. Well, and I, I brought this up to Kristen that, like, we learned that, like, they were 
you know, some of these people like Doc Ock, Green Goblin, they were dead in their universe. They all were. And they were brought, right, and they were brought back right before their death, presumably. And so I feel like Andrew Garfield should have been like, wait, so is Gwen here? Like, I need to find Gwen. Did she come back alive too? Made no sense. But they didn't, yeah. Didn't make any sense. So then let me ask you this. Since we're talking about negatives, and I didn't really put that, but I, I feel like I kind of agree. In the part where he was doing the spell initially and Peter kept making changes, Doctor Strange, to me, gave off the impression that if Peter had told him the variations beforehand, he could have handled it. Yeah, but because and, and he I was, was thinking doing that as it was happening, it was like, dude, don't get mad at him. You just started doing the spell. Yes. You didn't say, so, hey, is there anyone that you want to right. exempt from this because I'm about to start. So then at the end of the movie, couldn't he have also thrown in MJ and Ned can still remember and like all the Avengers? Like, couldn't he have just kind of Cody. because he already knows Cody. how. What do, what, what do I look like? The Sorcerer Supreme? I don't, he's not I even the Sorcerer Supreme. I don't know Supreme. the answer to this. <laughs> you sound is so like actually like bothered that I'm even bringing this to you. In the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The spell works how the spell works because that's what the plot required. Right. I'm really not... Speaking of the spell, I find it to be a negative. I'm not a fan, and I've never been a fan. You ask Kristen, it goes back to when we watched Smallville. Get Kristen All on the, the way back in high Get school. Kristen. <laughs> I hate plot lines that are everyone forgot. No one remembers now. It's like you would, this happened all the time in Smallville. That show ran 10 seasons. You would have it where it's like he finally tells Lois he's Superman. And then the next season it's like, oh, Brainiac wiped everyone's memory and now we're starting from square one. But that happened, I feel like that's different. Because that was, the writers wanted a big moment in the season so all right we're finally gonna tell lois and then they went to write the next season and they're like well shit lois knows but like i've it's never improved a story for me no i know but because it's never improved a story because it wasn't done for the right reason the only there's okay there's i feel like we're not gonna know if this improves the story until the next movie comes out right if the next movie comes out i mean kevin feige said they're they're already in talks and making another movie, I think. Or at least their story with Spider-Man isn't done. Tom Holland is under contract for one more Marvel appearance, not a Spider-Man movie. We'll see. But either way... That's the contract for MCU and Sony. Here's the thing. I'm invested with Ned and, and Zendaya's MJ. And it's like, that's that's his friends, okay? So, like... If if we're gonna if we get another movie, and he goes to fucking a different college, I know he's getting his GED, and he meets Gwen Stacy, and he meets Harry, and it's like these are the new friends. Peter Parker needs to be with MJ, okay? And I don't mean Mary Jane, I mean Zendaya, okay? And so if they don't fix that, I'm gonna be pissed. And then if they do fix that, I'm gonna be pissed because it completely takes the weight away from no way home they pretty much can't win that's all i'm trying to say because the forgetting things plot line is stupid but that's that's does endgame take the weight away from infinity war no because they added the five year gap and so it's like it, it creates things where it's like this is actually something that because At a certain point it's 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 for the sake of the movie that you're watching 
I don't know. And we need to be able to enjoy the movie that we're watching without having to consider the totality it me, of it. It made me upset. And I've learned since then that in the comics, Ned is Hobgoblin. And I don't like that. I don't like that there's even a chance that we're going to have Ned being a bad guy. I don't. I I like the idea I, of Spider-Man being on his own. <clears throat> so we yes, never yes. got, we never ever yes. got in the MCU Spider-Man being Spider-Man on his own. Yeah, not a Tony Stark on himself. Jr. Right, exactly. Actual Spider-Man. So I'm excited You're getting for into what one of my positives, do. so be careful. <laughs> so I'm excited for what they can do with him being on his own. That yeah. being said, Ned's a great character. We've gotten three movies worth of Ned. I'm okay. I love Zendaya. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just want Thank her you. on the screen all the time. Yes. <laughs> and while we're at it, Hannibal Burris. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Those teachers. I wanted so much more of those teachers, but like, I don't know. That's another thing. I, we're we're going to go to the I, positives. I, I know. Okay. Let's stay on the negatives. Say it, because we're never going to remember to go back to. This it. movie could have been longer, and I would have been fine. <laughs> I would have watched. I would have watched another hours. two and a half hours of this movie. <laughs> yes, I would have watched thirty minutes of all three Spider Mans just shooting the shit and just talking to each Sitting other about in the science lab. Yes, I would have right, watched anyway. thirty more minutes of that scene w- between Peter and the three teachers. Yes, Hannibal <laughs> Burris being like, "No, you built." That. I mean, Mysterio was right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Anyway, my only other negative is that in multiple scenes, the CGI was a little bit more wonky than we're used to in the MCU, but it really wasn't enough to, like, warrant being terrible. I was really just grasping at straws for negatives for this movie. (laughs) I feel like it, um, with so much CGI, yes, it would have been hard to get it just perfect. Yeah, there was a lot of CGI in this movie, and probably so much that I didn't even notice. Do you have any other negatives? Um, They're not so good? Yes. I mean, it's kind of a joke, but the whole thing, the whole thing is that he's trying to save the villains, right? And cure the villains. Right. So that they can get transported back to the moment right before they die? Yes, yes. Yeah, and and my SOB Dylan brought up, it was a stupid plan. And, like, he was saying, honestly, he he said, I think verbatim, and if he listens to this, you know what? He said May sucks, okay? He said it, all right? And he doesn't have a voice on this podcast, so no one else is ever going to know any different. Um, but, no, he said May's plan was pretty stupid because it just didn't have enough information to go off of. And so it's like, in this realm, you really should be listening to Doctor Strange. Now, Doctor Strange doesn't go about it correctly. He doesn't explain why he says the things he says. He just says, I know what I'm talking about, now do it. And that's obviously an issue. But pretty much, like, you don't know what kind of repercussions making these changes is going to have to the rest of the multiverse. But that's not, he's he's a superhero. He's not, he's, what, Cap, that was, that, Cap, Cap in, was it Infinity War or Endgame? We don't trade lives. That was May's whole thing. That that was literally the whole point of May's he's thing. Gonna, he's gonna do, whether they're good or bad, he's gonna do what it takes to save them. Same thing he did with Vulture, same thing he tried to do with Mysterio. And, freaking butterfly effect be damned. Right, 
It was the same and, thing in the in in the Eternals. Is how yeah. many you know civilizations and planets are you preventing from being started by right. saving the Earth? So yeah, I, I don't know. Do you have any other n- negatives? I feel like I do. They'll come up. We'll just pepper what, them in while what, we're talking for the she, next she hour wasn't in about it. how good it was. One of my negatives is also a positive. Okay, <laughs> do that transition. I feel like Andrew Garfield is, was, and will always be the best Spider-Man. <laughs> and in a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, yes, he kind of outshined everybody. He did, <laughs> didn't he? And I will say, because... He was I in mean, the worst movies. Yes, but well, that wasn't his fault. Well, I, he I was in the worst movies. One was better than Spider-Man 3. Maybe. It, there's a debate to be had there, but <laughs> Tobey Maguire in this movie, I mean, one of my positives is Grandpa Tobey Toby. Maguire and Andrew, um, Tobey Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield stepped back into these roles flawlessly. Sleem- seamlessly. It, like, it's like they never left, and the way that we were able to get, like, lore from both of them, and it's canon now, like of what happened after the stories we watched. And I loved the way that they set Toby up as almost like the older, more worn like Spider-Man yeah. that's been doing this for years. And so like he came in more contemplative and like quiet and like, I don't have to be out here yelling about things all the time. And Andrew Garfield has just this like sad kind of awkwardness to him that that is charming like mm-hmm. it's like it's endearing because he's scene, he just wears his heart on his sleeve the scene when he's hanging on the ceiling by his fingertips and they're like crawl <laughs> yes. around and he's like no they're like that's not enough yes. he's like this is enough <laughs> yes and then and then ned's mom is like can you get the spider <laughs> the webs cobweb? up there and he was and it's like he's spider-man so he's like of course like i mean you asked i'll do it but Oh, it was so, and I liked when he was hanging there, and he said like, "No, this is enough," and like off screen, the bread just flew and hit him in the chest <laughs> because Zendaya <laughs> threw the bread at him. What a great, great scene! Yeah. And I need it to be known that I had some fourteen-year-olds sitting behind me for the entire thing. I'm just guessing their age, six or seven of them, Matt, and they were simultaneously. I mean, they talked throughout the freaking movie. <laughs> And the movie was so good that it transcended them. Like, I I almost didn't care that they were talking, but they also provided all the cheering when big things happened. Right, right. And so it's like you kind of want them for that, but Jesus, I Shut mean. Shut the hell up, right. Like, literally, like someone would say, Dylan pointed out the exact moment that it happened, and now I'm going to forget what it Oh. It was when Flash said, I got into MIT, and Ned said, yeah, it's because, like, you're not actually Spider-Man's friend, or something like that. Mm -hmm. One of the kids behind is like, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) And that was one of three times he said sit down throughout the whole movie. That's awesome. The girl next to me was probably about 14 or 15. (laughs) Okay. And... I thought was going to pass out when Andrew Garfield came on screen. She like screamed. Yes. She was... <laughs> and then the other girl next to me was probably, uh-huh. uh, I don't know, 24, 25. Right. 
and everything that happened across all range of emotions, she was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Someone dies? Oh, shit. I want to take a pause to tell you about the girl sitting on my left. Yes. The trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes on. (laughs) Yes. Surprisingly great trailer. (laughs) She went equally as nuts for Tails showing up in that trailer as she did for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up in the movie. And then at the end of the trailer goes, oh, they made a first one? Oh my god. Was so excited to see Tails. Didn't even know that there was a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. That's amazing. How do you, how does that happen? Because, like, especially if she likes the Marvel movies, she has to have seen the Sonic trailer, like, at a different Marvel movie. Maybe it came out during COVID. That's funny. It did come out during COVID, (sighs) and Sonic the Hedgehog's one that didn't really come out on VOD. Well, that was funny. Okay, Okay, sorry. So, back to to the positives, though. That was was a worthy... We had to kind of take a breath for a second. And now we're back. I loved that they let Spider-Man kind of just be Spider-Man. Yeah. That is as much as as much as you miss Tony Stark. Yeah. He was so those first two movies, even the one after Tony Stark died are almost yes. Iron Man movies with Spider-Man yes. there. And the villains that he's fighting are like angry at Tony Stark. <laughs> and, right. And Spider-Man's fighting him. Right. So it was cool that they let Spider-Man kind of breathe a little bit and be on his own. Yes. Um, he really didn't even, he didn't rely on Happy very much. Happy was there and he was great, right. but he didn't rely on Happy very much. Um, he didn't rely on Aunt May very much. Really, it could be argued that Aunt May caused the whole thing to go in motion. No, who caused the whole thing to go in motion was Peter not calling MIT and seeing if there was I, anything yeah. that could be but done. That's a, but that's totally a high school kid he, thing yes. to do. Yes. To, oh, I 100%. have access to this, this the Sorcerer Why Supreme. You? I'm gonna, you know I'm what? gonna go do that. And and pretty much Doctor Strange validated it and said like, yeah, I mean we can do something about right, that. Right. Right. <laughs> he beat Doctor Strange twice. Guys, he he literally beat Doctor Strange in the mirror dimension. <laughs> right. Where Doctor Strange specifically noted that he is the most powerful of the two of them. Oh God, it was so good. By He's using like, wait, the geometry. Mirror, yeah, the mirror dimension is just math. I love <laughs> it's it. It's hilarious. And I mean, it's also that that's such a Spider-Man, like a young Spider-Man moment too. Leaving him in the mirror dimension, just being like, "Sorry, like I'll, I'll get you <laughs> like later," yeah. and he like closes it. Ugh. I can't believe he beat Doctor Strange. I think it was another negative that Ned learned how to use the sling ring so quickly. It literally took but Doctor since Strange I've seen like it, months. <laughs> but since I've seen it, I've I've convinced myself that it's okay. Okay. Because what Doctor Strange was doing wrong in the Doctor Strange movie was he was trying to use the sing- sling ring. Right. Right? That's what he was focusing on. And what Ancient One was telling him was like, clear your mind, focus on where, where you're trying you to go. be, right, what you're trying to and do. And so, yeah, Ned just Ned said, want to go to Peter. Right, Ned was just thinking about Peter and moving his hands, and so he was focused on And on he's Peter. magic, he's got magic. Yeah, that was a little, eh. <laughs> Okay, but, 
I mean, I, I we're gonna be jumping around with like what we liked, but since we had talked about Toby and Andrew, like their their banter, like just the Spider Mans talking to each other about their different experiences, whether it was them telling Peter their dark parts of their background, that like what they've learned from going through their trauma, to the organic <laughs> web shooter. To Tom, yeah, Tom Holland wondering <laughs> if Tobey Maguire's web comes out of anywhere else. Uh, like, that was amazing. And and Toby telling Andrew Garfield, you're amazing. Like, stop with the ba- the negative self-talk. Like, you're amazing. And That was great. You're amazing. You're amazing. The amazing yes. Spider-Man. He, it was just so, so, so and The good. And, like, scene. We've had conversations before about fan service. And... I think that this movie, like, I just don't see how you can get mad at the fan service. Like, fan service is something that when it's not done well, people don't like right. it. But when it's done well, you can't get enough of it. It's and this so, was, it was done so well. Good guys, listen to me. When I tell you that Toby and Andrew stepped back into their roles, as Matt said, seamlessly, they looked like they couldn't act at all next to Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. (laughs) Him as Norman, and when he would, when his voice drops, and he's like the Green Goblin, it was like stepping back in time. And like him as the Green Goblin, he was like more evil in this movie than he was in the like original Tobey Maguire Mm -hmm. one, I feel like. He was just, he was just evil and scary and as an actor amazing to watch it was it was it was it was a wonderful performance yes that will not be recognized by any type of award shows <laughs> right but it is one of the better performances that i've seen in a long time <laughs> yes what's your negative that you were reminded of when's the last time you watched spider-man the the one long with time. the first one how well do you remember it i think pretty well but what, Bef- what, what's before Norman Osborn becomes the Green Goblin. Yeah. He's a dick. Yes. He he's still he's not a before good dad. he's a villain. Yes. He still has no redeeming qualities. He's nice to only Peter and MJ, but like then when you see him like outside of other company when he's behind closed doors, he's a dick, yes. So why is this Norman Osborn not in control by the goblin suddenly all oh woe is me, I just want to get home? The only thing that I can think of is that it's an act. Like, it's it's the, it goblin, the goblin is the still time? in control. Okay, then why was he arguing with the mask on the dumpster? Don't know. You're right. That's stupid. Well, because you remember Norman had the conversations with the goblin. Like, they were two people in his mind. And he would, like, I th- wouldn't he beg the goblin, like, like, stop it or something? Like, wasn't he scared of it? But then why did he help make Doc Ock's cure? And Electro's Cure. That, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Alfred Molina was absolutely incredible in this also. He was, and he was overshadowed a little bit by Willem Dafoe. I was more excited to see Alfred Molina, but then Willem Dafoe just destroyed yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, Alfred Molina was amazing. I loved that they kept him good, like, because that mm-hmm. was my, the only thing I remember in Spider-Man 2 was like, he came around at the end. He right. was not a bad guy at the end. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, I can't give you an answer. The arms were the bad guy. Right. 
I can't give you an answer for Willem Dafoe. I can't give you an answer. But maybe but when he was separate pulled from into that, the multiverse. Separate from the story. Yes. Reasons. The Amazing. performance was phenomenal. Amazing. And Aunt May, that scene with May when she died. I I just want to say that as far as like, you know, you were saying that we haven't gotten Spider-Man like this, like like actual Spider-Man in the MCU. It's crazy that these three, this trilogy has almost been his origin story. Like we talked about how we didn't get an origin story for Spider-Man in the sense that like we never saw him bit and we don't know what happened with his uncle Ben. I guess he died like when, when he knew Peter, but like becoming like the Spider-Man that we know the like Tobey Maguire films, the Andrew Garfield ones. It's almost like this trilogy led up to like those movies that kind of spider-man and nothing kind of solidifies that more than aunt may saying with great power comes great responsibility hot take here say it i'm gonna disagree i could have done without with great power comes great responsibility i thought it was amazing he didn't need to say it or she didn't need to say it. she did she well, didn't because it he fit already organically it didn't though because he already i guess it fit organically he he already basically said it in homecoming when you can do what i can do and bad things yes. happen they happen because of you yes i think that you was didn't, you civil didn't need war it. but we're not going to we're not going to split whatever <laughs> but i get what you're saying but like in that moment especially cuz the whole point of the movie was kind of him struggling with like what is his responsibility in a way like because it's almost like mj said like um earlier on in the movie which we can come back to this too but when he brought up that he did the he asked dr strange to do the spell she said i'm not mad about the spell just you know come talk to us if you if you feel like you have an idea i thought that was a great setup because then at the end he didn't have time he didn't have time to ask him we thought it was going to come around and like maybe MJ was going to have another idea, but yeah, I know. And he had, and which made and it, it all of, the more heartbreaking. It would, the, the emotional arcs of this movie. Yes. Sorry, I go think ahead. it also made MJ in that moment at the end kind of accept what was happening because he already agreed to talk to them. So like if they're at this point, she almost knows that we can't. Um, but anyway, was, is it his like, He's struggling with, like, what's his responsibility, and he just wants to be a kid. I just want to go to college, and I just want to have this happen. And sure, I accidentally pulled these people in, but, like, they're not from my universe. They're in a different universe, and that's someone else's responsibility. It's not mine. And he started feeling in that moment, especially, that we shouldn't have done what May wanted. Because this, like, the goblin's right. It's just, it's not my responsibility. And this was stupid. And so I felt like organically, it just made so much more sense for her to say, like, it is your responsibility just because you're the only person that can stop it. And then the fact that she said it and then died, I was just... It was. It's like it was very she, emotional. It's like when she said it, you know she's going to die, mm-hmm. almost. Ugh. I really and want... Tomei I, and look, I'm so sorry. Good. I'm sorry. I know that we're jumping all around. I really would have loved during the credits scenes of those villains popping back into yeah like like a cured Norman Osborn moments before everything happens and him stopping and just being like 
hey, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you see Peter like with his mask all torn and bloody and everything, and you see like the glider behind Spider-Man just lower and go away. Right, right. And then I don't know Electro, if you remember. Like Andrew Garfield's just beating the shit out of a non-powered Electro. <laughs> he kills him. He, just, he still kills him. But, and then um, the thing with Alfred Molina's character is that in the movie, he like held together the like power of the sun thing mm-hmm. and kept it from exploding as he fell into like the Hudson River or something. Mm-hmm. So like he would have... <laughs> He would have been transported back. Like, he already was cured at the end of the right, second movie. Right. So it's like he still would have died. It wouldn't have changed anything. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a, it, it would have been kind of funny. Um, We'll get to the after credits at the end. Let's see. I also put down Andrew Garfield catching MJ was beautiful. Um, And that the villains were all great. Like, those were pretty much all my positives. The, this movie, the villains were mostly great. Do you know what's hilarious? Which ones weren't good? The one we haven't mentioned. (laughs) Sandman. I thought he was fine, though. Like, I... Because he's from... Okay. The ones that were forgettable were from Andrew Garfield's movies and the third Spider-Man movie. Did you like Electro in this movie? I I did like like Electro in this movie. Jamie Foxx was good. I liked him better than Lizard. Lizard was in the goddamn truck the whole time. And it wasn't even like a bait and switch. Like he literally just stayed in the truck because he didn't want to come up. Was that even Reese Fonz? <laughs> because the CGI people didn't want to render right. it. So he didn't even go upstairs. Oh, God. You're right. Not all the villains were fantastic, but the, I liked Sandman. The, the, the conversation between Electro and Sandman about like, oh, what happened to you? Oh, I fell into a vat of electric eels. What happened to you? Oh, I fell into this science experiment. Oh, got to watch where you fall. <laughs> and then the follow-up, the, the follow-up joke where he uh, Andrew Garfield tells Toby, like, he was great before he fell into that vat. And, like, Toby says, like, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's nothing. And uh, I know I'm okay. I've been stabbed before. Yes. Before we just start saying quotes. um, Yeah, sorry. It's okay because I want to do it too. (laughs) I also liked uh, the scene in Happy's apartment when Peter's essentially surrounded by villains and he starts getting the spider sense that something's wrong. And so he's just kind of looking at all these villains like, which one am I supposed to be threatened mm-hmm. by right now? Because mm-hmm. he can't tell. Mm-hmm. And that split second where he realizes it's Green Goblin mm-hmm. was a very interesting, cool way of doing a Spider-Sense scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Doctor Strange pushed him out of his body and you could see the squiggly like mm-hmm. s- spidey sense going yep. on amazing and then his body without his soul in it still still like, kept the reacting. box away from yeah there were just so many cool things that like really didn't even need to happen and it was like like I'm matt glad murdoch they put it in there like guys matt murdoch played by charlie cox okay. from the netflix daredevil series showed up as as tom's lawyer one one small issue I had with the with the Daredevil scene, and I feel like okay. I'm being more nitpicky than than I was okay. when I was just thinking about the movie. That brick comes through the window. He just catches it, and Spider Man is like, "Oh my god, dude, how'd you do that?" Spider Man, blind. Okay, 
this kid was bit by a spider I and see. imbued with the powers of a spider. So you think wait, he, his wait reaction... Wait a second. Okay, wait a second. Okay. Sure, sure. He just fought against an alien who went around the universe collecting magic stones to eliminate half half the universe. Alongside other aliens and Doctor Strange and the Incredible Hulk. Oh, this blind guy caught a brick. So you're how, saying his... how on earth is that possible? Did you sh- you think he should have been like, "Are you a superhero too?" Yes. Or I not even a like... superhero, but like do you have abilities part of what's fun about tom holland as spider-man is that there is that slight sense of like he's kind of dumb like he's a genius but it's like i feel like he's he like flying by the seat surprised. yes it's like in the moment he's just like whoa what right. and then matt murdoch says i'm a really good lawyer yeah and peter oh, it was a great says, scene. okay <laughs> like peter doesn't follow up it was on a that great scene <laughs> And I love, I love Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I love that yeah, Daredevil series. So glad he's gonna be in there. <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. Oh, if you made it through that section right there about Daredevil, we got more good stuff for you. <laughs> I want to know if you have anything that you haven't mentioned yet that you want to say on the podcast. Get on the record. This is an example, and I'm sorry to bring it up yet again. But this is an example of the argument that I always make for The Force Awakens. That okay. this was nostalgia done well. This is what they were going for when they made The Force Awakens. Okay. Did, it, did it land? Not necessarily. But I, we, okay, I'll, but we I can't can agree fault now. them for trying and for going for it because now we see what happens when it lands. They just needed to get Marvel to do the Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, we, John Favreau, just saying, Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian's good. <laughs> You're um, right. That being, sa- that being like said, uh-huh. I went into this relatively spoiler-free. Yes. Obviously, same. I knew um, that Alfred Molina was going to be Doc Ock. Doc Ock. I had yes. seen the pumpkin bomb in, in the trailer, but I, I didn't know if it was going to be Willem Dafoe or if they were going to teeter on, you know, they were going to risk doing the Dane DeHaan stuff. Or if it was going to be a bait and switch and there's a green goblin in Tom's universe that we've or never if, met. Or if Ned was going to be the hobgoblin. Oh, because that true, was, that's true. I mean, a couple of years ago, he shaped the, Jacob, uh, what's his last name? Peloton. Adelon. Right. Um, shaved his head for some role and everyone was like, he shaved his head. He's the hobgoblin. I see. So so there's that. I had anyway, heard but... rumors that you know we we think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this, but nothing yeah. was really ever confirmed. I didn't fully believe it. Um, well, I, it's not that I didn't believe it. It was that like I didn't want to get my hopes up. You know what I mean? Andrew Garfield was on a press junket, literally almost screaming at people, "Please stop asking! I'm not." in spider-man no way home <laughs> like i'm trying to market a different movie right and i tick, wish tick, i was boom. in spider-man no way home but but i'm not and so i believed wholeheartedly andrew was garfield was not yeah. gonna be in this movie <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good actor <laughs> so but yeah he was the best actor in the entire movie i i know that that all being said, I went into this right. relatively spoiler free, and it was so nice to have that feeling of, oh my god, oh my god, no yes. way, oh they did yes. this, and it's it's been a long time since uh, since I've 
had something like that in a movie. Yes. I mean, I, I guess we got a little bit of it with the Red Skull and Endgame, but even even still. Infinity War, the last time I can remember being in a theater and being shocked was everyone dying in Infinity War. And it, that wasn't the same kind of fun that like you're talking about. It's probably more watching people watch Endgame on YouTube that's this fun. But like this was like every few minutes it was like, oh my god. I feel like the last time I felt like this was when I saw Nick Fury in the original Iron Man movie. Yeah, it was big. This movie was one of the all time like I now that I know everyone's in it when I watch it a second time it's not like I'm gonna be like oh you know it's not as good because I know everyone's coming but it's I'm so gonna well be shaking done. my it's so head well executed I'm gonna be shaking my head saying I can't believe this is real right this is real Matt I was a child when Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire 2001 came. right it's something it you was around there one what, or three 1999 yeah, I was in first or first to third grade. That's the range that that movie came out in. Bored. I was born in ninety three, but anyway. Oh, sorry, Carrie was born. We'll in keep we'll keep that in. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is that, like, as far as superheroes go, Spider Man's kind of been like the first one, and has been throughout my whole life. I guess I should say superheroes that were like I really loved that this. you latched on to. Okay. And so it's like just seeing, Captain even Underpants, just seeing, but... just seeing at the end, Tom Holland hug Tobey Maguire and Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield. And you see it as like, on the one hand, they were incredible mentors in this movie. But then you also get to see it as like Tom Holland was a kid watching the, these actors. Mm-hmm. And now he gets to be Spider-Man. And it's like he gets to have a moment to be like, thank you. Right. Right. And so it's like that kind of stuff that's not like in the movie. And like as someone that if someone's not paying attention, they're not going to get that. But I loved it. And it felt like I got to be hugging them, too. And no, it didn't feel like that for me. That's all I have to say about the movie. I have an extra thing that we can do before or after the, the rating. That is. Dylan's favorite character. I, I I went into this movie being like, all right, I need to keep an eye out for Dylan's favorite character. It's hard. And then I was so enthralled by everything going on that like I just so who was that? I only saw him for a minute. Oh, that's Dylan's favorite character. Now on this on this entry into Dylan's favorite character moment, I t- technically have two answers because when I texted him, he said one, and then I said, oh really? And then he said, or this. And okay, so, so I think that it was either the interns cleaning up Doctor the um, Doctor Strange's, what's it the called? Sanctum the Centaurum. Sanctum Centaurum. Yep, okay. I'm not saying, yes, you're right. I'm saying I get it. Or when, when Peter was walking into school for the first day of mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. you heard, do a flip! From okay. the like, hot dog vendor guy. Right, of course. That guy. That was, and that guy was in Shang-Chi also. You're wrong on both accounts. Both I'm sorry. Shit. Damn. And I'm sorry. The do a flip one, that's a good guess. And honestly, so are the people sweeping in the Sanctum. Those are both great guesses. So I'll tell you that I texted my SOB, Dylan, and I said, which for those people that haven't listened, 
the whole thing is that Dylan's favorite character is always someone really insignificant to the movie. He, I said, who is your favorite character? He said, Spider-Man. I said, okay, which one? I said, which one? He said, no comment. And then he said, if Matt guesses a specific Spider-Man, he's wrong. Because that, I don't, I don't know how to say that. Okay, so if I said it was Garfield, then it's Tobey Maguire, or if I, or it's Tom Holland, it's whatever. No I matter guess, what, it's, the other it's one. Spider-Man is the answer. But he <laughs> said, or this, okay, and this is more of a okay. This is Dylan's favorite okay. character. There was a scene where Spider-Man had to go try to find the MIT like dean or something, like dean. dean of admissions. It was not the dean. When he was trying to get to the car, a dog barked and scared to- Tom. <laughs> Fucking dog. <laughs> it was the dog that scared him. All right, so what's the next go. movie we're doing? I'll just be on the lookout for a dog. <laughs> I hope that you're ready for the next installment. I hope someone out there guessed it. Um, <laughs> what would you rate Spider-Man No Way Home? So I really gave this a lot of thought. Okay. I thought about the direction and the writing and the acting and the cinematography and the plot and the sound design and the music and da 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 yep. da da yep. But at the end of the day, it didn't matter. Nothing was going to bring this down from five stars. When I, I, have, when, I, have, I have qualms and I have issues. Yes, I had course. so much fun watching yes. this movie and I was so happy watching this movie. It's five stars. Okay. When this movie ended... And the credits were rolling, and the 14-year-olds were, like, screaming. I leaned over to Kristen and Dylan, and I said, this is going to be the first six out of five stars in Let's Run That Back I, history. I think I think you're being a little dramatic. I have come down from that feeling. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there was a time that I wanted to give this six stars. There was a time I wanted to give it four stars. It's a five-star movie. It's a five-star movie. It is, and it's just, not just because it's good, but, like, they had an unknowable number of things that they had to nail every time. They have to, oh, we're bringing this back? You better nail it. We're going to have Aunt May die? You better nail it. And I feel like they nailed it every time. Five-star movie. As we're moving on to the end of the movie, we'll talk about the post credit scene with Tom Hardy's Venom. Yes. I take it you have not watched Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I have not seen Venom 1 or Venom 2. Okay. The end credit scene on Venom 2. I have seen the end credit scene. Okay, so you saw that. Yes, and when he like ho- teleports hype, into the MCU. The whole hype was, oh my god, Venom's in the MCU now. Yes. Okay. So now the end credit scene of this movie. Yes. He's he's drunk talking to football is life from Ted Lasso. Okay. <laughs> he now gets teleported back, but a little drop of symbiote stays on the bar. On the bar, yes. I love that they made that whole big swing. Yes. Just to get just to get Venom into the MCU. And not Tom Hardy. No. Venom. No, it's gonna be Timothy Chalamet. That was a horrible laugh that I just did, but <laughs> if Timothy Chalamet isn't Harry Osborne in the coming movies, I don't know who should be. I know you're saying Eddie Brock, but I could see him as Harry. But anyway, in that moment, when that scene happened and it panned down to the symbiote and the 14-year-olds were like, oh, there's a, there's a, 
I leaned over and I said, that is, again, they nailed it. That is literally the best outcome that that whole thing could have had. Because now I don't have to watch Venom. <laughs> the first Venom was fun. Like a turd in the wind. The second one was not that great. I realized I also wanted to say that I did the Instagram story where I asked if any listeners watched Spider-Man to let us know what they thought. And so I just, a few people responded, so I'll just let you know. Corey gave just one word, obsessed. Yeah. So, so, so are we. No, I was going to say, sorry, we don't have the rights to that song. Yeah, we don't. Um, Rachel who people know from the podcast from Fear Street. She said that it was everything I... Shouts out to your fucking grandma. <laughs> everything I could have ever wanted from a Spider-Man movie and more gave me such a better appreciation of the Andrew Garfield movies. So he was so good to her that she likes the movies more now. He was the best Peter Parker slash Spider-Man in the yes. worst movies. And then when that Danny Elfman score hit when we first see Toby in his suit and she gave like... A tearing up emoji and also toby's suit is the best one that's what she said i don't know the andrew garfield one's pretty good sorry go i ahead. like toby's also and then we also got a response from a third person and this third person listeners drum roll please is the five guys guy <laughs> that's right if you've been listening, you know that I randomly ran into a guy at Five Guys that said he liked my shirt. I was wearing a Let's Run That Back shirt. I was so floored that I pretty much didn't follow up at all. We have learned, because we got an email, that he does indeed peripherally know Matt a little bit through work. So he's not a complete rando. I think he said himself, I'm sorry, I'm a fraud. <laughs> but no, we'll take the listeners where we get get them, okay? And so this one came from him. He's a really good guy. He said, he's, I don't know him. Matt's saying he's a really good guy. I will say, buddy, five guys guy. <laughs> I'm a little perplexed by your review versus the, the rating you gave it. So let's hear this. Very entertaining and nostalgia everywhere. But we've seen it all before and done better. Okay? And that's fine. That, that's a perfectly valid opinion. I mean, our opinions don't matter. He gave it an 8 out of 10. That's a good rating. Yeah. That's a 4 out of 5. Yeah. I think where I, where, where I can get a little bit of that from is that you needed you needed the other movies in order for this one to exist. That makes sense. Yeah. So this do, the only reason this that. hits so well emotionally is because Spider-Man 2 exists and because right. of Willem Dafoe's performance. Right. I get that. Yeah, I'm not knocking the the review. I just thought it was funny. Um, so thanks for listening, Five Guys Guy, and thanks to Corey and Rachel. And so, yeah, so, you know, we move into Multiverse of Madness for the next Marvel movie. Gave us a little trailer for that at the end-to-end credits. Looks fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I obviously. So, yeah, so I would say that that was Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm almost sad to be done talking about it because it was so good here i will i will i will tell you an anecdote about uh while i was while I, when i went to the movie while i was seeing it okay so i was wearing my let's run that back shirt yes walked up asked the girl yeah i'd like a large coke icy please okay she looked at me and said sorry we're all out i said all right thank you anyway and i went and i saw the movie 
is are you is this a joke because that's about as anticlimactic as my five guys story no that was just my interaction with someone while i was wearing the shirt amazing loved it i'm so glad that you're getting out there you're advertising for us that girl's gonna be like you know what she probably i was i was expecting her to say it's actually pepsi we don't have coke anymore um which is a very good thing all right so that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to Let's Run That Back. You can catch us on Let's Run That Back on Instagram. Our website is letsrunthatback.com. You can email us at letsrunthatbackpod at gmail.com. And yeah, I hope you liked the movie and you guys have a good one. I'm Matt. <laughs>